The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is unfortunately not here this time, but Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. However, every now and then we have these special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different. This is one of our fun commentary tracks. It's our commentary track for September 2022, and this month we are talking 1940s Pinocchio, the original animated classic, in honor of, of course, the recent release of Robert Zemeckis' is Pinocchio. So now we're going to talk about the classic version of that film. Um, and I'm sure plenty of other versions of Pinocchio as we kind of make our way through this 87-minute feature film. Joining me to discuss Pinocchio, we have from Wise the Blue and host of the Brandon Peters Show, he'd rather be smart than an actor. It's Brandon Peters. Uh, uh, good to be here. <laughs> Nailed it. Also, join, also joining us from the Milky Way Blues, serving as a conscience for the absent Peter Paris, Nancy Burns. Hey, good to be here, as Brandon said. How are you guys doing? And joining us from Endor Express, he's got no strings to hold him down, just the crippling debt of a toy shop that makes no money. It's David, yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> How are you all doing this evening? Good. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Good. Glad to have you all here, David. I know we we normally have you on for our regular episodes whenever there's a new Disney or a Pixar or some kind of animated release, but it's fun to have you on with these commentary tracks for a change with us. So, you know, we yeah we did a few Star Warses with you back in the back in the day when there were Star Wars movies that come out, but since that's no longer a thing ever again in Disney, uh, we will <laughs> help you forge forward. Star um, Wars is a small screen experience. We've all that's, that's come the to realize go. that. Yeah. I'm uh, just filling in for Abe. You know the the representation. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, we didn't want to overweigh the the scales of two guys. <laughs> but no, glad to have you here. Yancy, glad to have you here as well. Uh, it, it is fun to talk about the classics um, and go, you yeah. know, go even like we last month, we talked Kiss Me Deadly. Mm-hmm. And this month, they're like, let's top that. Let's go 15 years earlier and talk Pinocchio. So here we are this time around. And we're going to go even earlier next month. Earlier. Yeah, next month, we're going to go earlier. <laughs> yeah. Even earlier. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, and Brandon, of course, good to have you here as well, uh, as always. So uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about Pinocchio, 1940s Pinocchio. It's a very accessible film if you have Disney Plus. So, I mean, I, I imagine you can find this pretty, pretty simply. Um, but that's it. That's that's what we plan to do. Basically, the four of us all had this movie currently paused in the Blu-ray version. It's five seconds in. It's where this RKO, RKO radio pictures logo is on screen and once i uh, press um once i count down from three and say go we're going to just press play and start talking about the movie uh so if you plan to follow along with the movie and listen to us at the same time just pause that movie at that opening logo when i hear go press play and you're good to go if you're just listening to listen you know you're just like sitting in your wood carving wow. shop making some toys and wanting to put on a podcast to pass the time as one tends to do um you're good you just you know sit there and listen you're all you're all good you don't our have to do favorite kind of listener yeah, yeah wood carvers 
Um, so yeah, I think we're all good. You guys ready? Yep. Yep. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, Pinocchio. <laughs> I really mix it up there. So, <laughs> so RKO, huh? RKO is like the distributor, I guess, back in the day at that point. Hard up for cash. Disney needed somebody to help get Pinocchio out. I don't know. There was no Walt Disney Studios yet. Obviously, they were just doing shorts. They're just in the production company, right? They just... Theatrical, they needed RKO, who was one of the big ones at the time. Mm -hmm. I think the first four or five were all done by RKO. I'm pretty sure that's Mm -hmm. the case. Um, Think RKO ever comes back? You think that's ever going to be a thing? Where they're like, hey, let's relaunch RKO. Orion came back. Right, so anything's possible. <laughs> hey, hammer, hammer came back for people. Did Are hammer you, ever? Did hammer what? ever go away though? They did. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but our RKO will come back in the form of movies made about RKO or RKO things. I don't. I don't see them as a studio coming back. I feel like we should know what RKO stands for, and I'm pretty sure it's probably something very simple. But uh, Radio Keith Orpheum. Okay, Ke- Keith. 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 Yeah. Keith? Not Keith, like uh, Righteous Gemstones, yeah, but Keith. Keith. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So Pinocchio's opening credits are happening. That's what there's not much to talk about right now. Normally, I would ask us when we all saw this for the first time. I, I'm happy to ask that question. All right. Generally, it you know seems to apply more to movies that we could have seen theatrically when we were young or have an actual experience with. But do you guys have any? Do you want to volunteer any stories of when you think you first saw this movie? I know Maybe. when I first saw this. Brandon? Okay, Brandon. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, this is odd because we've done E.T. this year and Pinocchio. And those are two of my earliest theater going memories because hmm. they were re-released this sometime in the mid 80s. And I, I actually I, have that. I, this movie was re-released many times. It was released in mm-hmm. 45, 54, 62, 71, 78, 84, and 92. It would have been 84. Um, but I have memories of being in a theater. It was kind of, I, I remember things creeping me out about it. Uh, not trusted the little, what's his name guy, the Fox Wolf dude. Um, John. Yep. Getting Pinocchio get sucked up by the whale. Um, but I, I have wishy-washy memory of seeing Pinocchio on a re-release in the theater. Just like a couple months ago, I talked about E.T. Um, I saw it in the theater on a re-release. And those are two Pinocchio and E.T. are two of my earliest uh, theater going memories, uh, along with like <clears throat> follow that bird. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so oh, very cool. We um, I'll get to you guys as well, but we, we're right here. We have we have a uh, uh, Cliff Edwards, uh, Jiminy Cricket, introducing us to the story, much like in Robert Zemeckis' new version, where he invades the castle sequence to let you know that, by the way, guys, here I am, me looking like a cricket. Uh, but here we have with just a simple storytelling, uh, uh, kind of bookend thing, which is pretty common for these early Disney films, right? They're pretty right. much all presented like. Like storybooks that we're mm-hmm. that we're entering into. Yeah, you have the book and the turning of the yeah. I missed that. We should get more. No, of that. no. I yep. <laughs> we should we should get a we should but get a Pixar you, movie you, that opens with a book. <laughs> you have to consider that this is the either the second or third major Disney feature because it was only Snow White before it's the second, this. Yeah, yeah. It's second. the second. Yeah, Fantasia was third, right? Um, Bambi Bambi was third. Fantasia's fourth. I thought Fantasia was the same year as uh, Pinocchio. No. Well, they dip tripped and flipped Fantasia and. No, I'm just kidding. You're right. You're you're correct. Sorry, Bambi. Bambi comes later because they yeah they want mm-hmm. Bambi was gonna be second. It's too complicated at the time, so they swapped it with Pinocchio. Then yes, Fantasia comes. Yeah. Later. Then so the whole then it's Dumbo. Then Bambi. Yeah. So this right. is only the second movie that, and there's no like oh the bookends is like a traditional thing. Sure. Just, this is the second time it's happened. Mm-hmm. 
that Snow White was a huge hit, so they probably wanted to at least allude to that a little bit. Huge, like Snow White was. It was like yeah. a Titanic. Yeah, it was. It was ginormous, like how big it was. But and, which it's crazy because this movie bombed. <laughs> this movie underwhelmed. Uh, it cost twice as much as Snow White. It was like two something million dollars, which I know that's wild, right? Um, but it just did. Like part of it was because of the war. Um, yeah. Europe, the markets overseas were just not there because there was a war happening. <laughs> so it just it couldn't like find it, you know, couldn't find that kind of distribution in the same way. Um, but obviously, you know, it had so many re-releases, and like by '45, it made back. It became profitable at that right. point. Well, it's crazy yeah. these movies that we've grown up to just always think were a success and they were not. Like yeah, it, and and Dis- Disney rewriting a you know just keeping it around, keeping re-release, keep releasing it, and then treating it like it's some treasure thing making you know theme park rides why would you make one off a bomb um but there wasn't a bomb by that point they built the movie they brought right. it in the 50s yeah. and it was hit by then well it's like that's, that's, what been, that's what i've been thinking about all day is is, is, the, is the distribution of this and how this was never shown there would never have been a network tv screening of pinocchio ever like there would have been with uh, you know ben hur in the 60s probably yeah, ben hur debuted on network tv this was only re-released in theaters until video cassettes came along and then they put it on video cassette that's why i first saw it probably i first really saw it on laserdisc my dad bought the laserdisc yeah in 85 it. it had vhs betamax ced and laserdisc mm-hmm. releases at yeah. all <laughs> for whatever reason i grew up a lot of the early Disney movies, I didn't know if I'd seen them, if I just read the little golden book storybook or seen five minutes of it or just read the ride. It was hard, hard to pinpoint when I first saw it, but I was always aware of this version of Pinocchio. And then I finally saw it, saw it probably when I was about 19 or 20. And Whoa. Thought, okay, this is a, this is a, this is a, you know, at least to my eyes, it was, a, 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 you know, a, a, an incredible work of art as well as just being great. But I mean, all of them are just, nifty works of art from back then we grew up in a time at least i grew up in a time where the the animation on television was horrendous it was so cheaply done and it was all done for basically as commercials for toys that's not the part that's bad the bad is the Mm -hmm. bad part is that it was just so cheaply done it looked like five people in the studio working on that pinocchio as we watch this just notice all the things that get attention all the things that get animated all things that get moved the Mm -hmm. little effects that you know when the when something shimmers in water and there's a rippling effect that's what Disney's genius was, was to shepherd or, or, or however heard those animators to cross every T and dot every I and make these. Right. Well, incredibly, it, you know. What helped. Well, what helps these legacy movies, too, is there's a period like when I grew up, I mean, the 80s, there was no like dominant animation. There was no like big movie until like Little Mermaid really. Brought that back, back. and and, 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 and luck, it happened there, to be yeah. Disney, but there was a lot of like Don Bluth attempts at things yeah, and things that tried to look, yeah. Secret of Nim, all that stuff, and then there's like all dogs go to heaven, like all these like weird yeah, things Don that Bluth. don't stick. Even Disney, uh, I like the Great Mouse Detective a lot, but yeah. nobody's holding it up there with Sleeping Beauty ever. Well, the uh, Black Cauldron was like a huge bomb. Also, that was a huge bomb. I saw uh, the Fox and the Hound. Yeah, there's a new one I saw, and that. Looking back at that now, it's clearly it's a good movie, but it's clearly much, much more cheaply produced mm-hmm. than this movie we're looking at. It's much less labor intensive. And I think the labor intensive element, the, the amount of man hours that Disney put into this movie is the reason it still plays so well 85 years later. And a reason that maybe the Fox and the Hound in that period where they were struggling after Walt Disney died but before Little Mermaid, they were struggling trying to find 
Well, there's okay. a difference between a struggle and then hungry because right now they're hungry with stuff like Pinocchio and there's discovery with it as well. And that time, then yeah. they go away. They're like, where was that magic we had? What was that? And then there's panic. There's just there's yeah. laziness because, well, we just put out an animation. Maybe something will hit. Uh, there's complacency. And right now we're seeing the hungry period where, oh, that bomb. Well, we got to go here. And they're still building. And there's a difference. And then <clears throat> when they, the Little Mermaid comes back, they manage to keep capturing magic again for at least almost 10 years before we get to maybe not as generally accepted as big stuff where you get to your tarzans and and hercules and all that stuff which yeah I, people do like and stuff but it's not held up with beauty and the beast or aladdin or the lion king right, and then the pixar movies start and that's a yep. whole different version of animation but those are right. e- equitable with the early disney movies in terms of being i think major works of art that's what i was going to point out too like did you know pixar disney at this point is a lot like pixar except pixar got success as well as the critical praise and the innovation going for them but these disney movies were them putting all if everything out on a limb risking entire you know budgets and not recouping them right away like it's, it's not just pinocchio that bombed mm-hmm. like you know fantasia wasn't a big hit dumbo was better the bambi was right. ba- like it slowly increased just because there was more availability but i mean they, they, they these are some costly movies. like you know these pixar movies now we don't talk about it as much but they cost like 150 200 million dollars like they're not mm-hmm. cheap movies to make um, right disney this was in the same kind the of second. position this is only the second of these full-length disney movies and and he's obviously very ambitious and he wants to make he's got something to prove with these movies but you still didn't when you're only making the second of these movies you're still not sure what the genre is going to be yeah. when they were making snow white it was like is anyone going to want to watch 80 minutes of a cartoon or is that going to be too much for people well, no, everybody loved it. But like the early horror movies at Universal 10 years earlier, they, there's a sense that they're not sure who the audience is going to be for this. It's like, we'll put it out there and we'll find an audience. They didn't know it was going to be like teenage, eventually teenage driving kids on dates or little kids going to matinees that would embrace horror movies. And they probably didn't know that they'd be making 15 animated movies a year like they do today for for, for just little kids. This is obviously meant to entertain a whole family of people in the 40s you know you would all go and have a good time pinocchio it's not like it's a drudge to watch if you're growing up yeah adults were impressed by it as well it wasn't just kids you know falling into wonder but i mean there there's things yeah like my 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 parents enjoyed taking us to the the disney movies of like the 90s when they were coming out and they were blown away by the you know the music was there the music was there the animation had stuff like you know they were animating people breathing like yeah. in the nineties, like, and that, that's just something you don't think about. Oh yeah. That really changes. That makes it much more complex. And, um, I guess, you know, to watch on screen feel a little bit more, I don't know, grounded or whatever when watching it. But I want to keep this going, but David, I want to bring you in here. Uh, did you have any memorable, like first viewing experiences, Pinocchio or just thoughts in general on the, where this stands this- for you? Pinocchio was actually my very first VHS from Price Club. And ah, Price was, Club. Okay. It was I remember I remember very specifically my parents, we were my whole family was in there. And they asked us each, me and my brother, to pick a video. And I picked Pinocchio because it said Walt I could recognize Walt Disney. I didn't know what this was, uh, but I recognized the name Walt Disney. And so like that was my video. And and then the other video was uh, that was selected was 
Care Bears battle the freeze machine. <laughs> That's a de- <laughs> depressing movie. It's next month's commentary, also. So, yeah, that <laughs> but uh, but it was funny because I don't remember. I remember my brother being the one who actually watched this, and I remember coming downstairs after like sleeping in. I was not an early morning kid, um, so Saturday morning cartoons was not me. Um, but I came down and it was already like the monstro part. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but then I eventually, you know, because of VHS, I eventually watched it. It was like, wow, this is, I like this. I don't know if I love it, but I like it. And it took me a, a while before I actually realized how good it was. But there was parts that was just like this. They stick with you, though. You know, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Like I. I, I don't have a specific memory of when I first saw Pinocchio, but I do remember it being like one of the ones where I'm like, as a child, knowing like this one has scary images in it. <laughs> I'm like, there's, there's, there's things, things right. in there that specifically stick out. Same with Snow White. Um, same with some of the other ones where there's like, you know, some like, you know, Im- imagery that's designed to give you, you know, give it, you know, be a little more scary than normal. Um, yeah. does, it, does it have the smoking warning on the uh, Disney Plus now? No, no, it doesn't. Actually, oh, is there cigars in this? I think. There's a, yeah, there's heavy cigars. John smokes, right? And that, yeah, that old that old yeah. man is smoking out of the pipe. So, yeah. and then, uh, what's his name? Lampwick is smoking a cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all about cigars and booze. Like they're all. Yeah, you know, yeah. Pinocchio this, wants to drink. As we just yeah. talked, as Jay Yancey and I just talked about on the main show, like this, this, this is this one is dark. This is more adult than the Zemeckis movie, as far as the content goes. Like, yeah. It, yeah, so 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 real quick, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't have a specific memory of growing of like watching this for the first time, but it's certainly it's one where like I acknowledge by parts of it stuck with me just based on the, you know, the mature factor as far as being a kid and watching it. I can say that yeah, watching it over time and like most recently was when the Blu-ray, like the 2017 Blu-ray came out because I reviewed that for Lights of Blue, watching it and like just you know and having more of the appreciation for film that I have you know today. It it really like just nailed me as far as how good it is. Like it, it's yeah. you know beyond just like the efficiency of movies like this with all animated movies where mm-hmm. the the things that matter are what you see on screen because you can't draw stuff and delete it. Like it's just a waste okay. of time. But like all of that's there, of course. But just like the amount of and like just amazing animation on display. Thinking of the time it's coming out and what they had to do to innovate in order to achieve certain things whether it's elaborate clock designs or the fucking monster thing they were going to get to, which is right. incredible. It's yeah. just, it's just like, there's so much to admire uh, about all this. Well, they, they were really good pushing like Bambi, which I, I talked about on my show this month. Cause it had a, or this month, this past summer, cause I had a re-release uh, in summer of 82, but Scott Middleton and I watched it and we were both like, there's nothing in this movie, but a, f- it's a giant flex of look at us how we can realistically animate animals and that's like really almost all that movie is is just yeah. a big flex from them and that's the kind of stuff they're doing i mean just trying to figure out trying, things they're, to, they're, they're, they're creating a new art form here yeah long, right you know and it's crazy if you're gonna watch this on a big screen you know and it's gonna be 80 minutes long you're gonna hold your attention for 80 minutes i don't know it's mm-hmm. it's yeah i mean cartoons really okay. uh, their place was to uh, be before a feature or in between stuff because there used to be th- that period where you show right? you'd yeah, go well, to the movies yeah. and there'd be a whole that newsreel like all sorts of stuff uh, a, a movie serial like batman or something and then you'd yeah. have an animation and that's yeah. all cartoons yeah. served 
Yeah. The uh, Blue Fairy here, uh, modeled after uh, Evelyn Venable. Uh, anyone know who else uh, Evelyn Venable has uh, been a model for? No. The Columbia logo, the original one. Oh, oh really? All right. Yeah. That's what you would call rotoscoped, right? They took a, they're, they're almost tracing a live action. It's more of reference than wrote. Like, I know, like, to a point, sure, but it's more of like, it could be mistaken of... for that, though. Like, it's really close. It is. The, Snow the, White the... and Prince Charming in the Snow White. Uh, this movie has less rotoscoping, I yeah. would say, than Snow White. Does, I feel like yeah. Snow White has a lot. I... Not that I would almost impressive. I would almost argue that Disney movies don't really do the rotoscoping thing. They use it as reference. reference. Whereas if you watch Fox's Anastasia, there's a lot of rotoscoping in yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or Titan yeah. AE. There's did a they, lot of rotoscoping. They did yeah. some, they did some on Sleeping Beauty, didn't they? Or was it just a might maybe they rotoscoped for a reference and then animated or something? Like because I remember watching something on Sleeping Beauty that there was some some there's of the a- fight scenes were had the, some kind of rotoscope yeah. stuff. The like movie that. that really that Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings is really like the ultimate. Yeah, that rotoscope. is rotoscope the movie. Yeah, yeah. It feels like cheating, but it also comes off well. Anyway, if she's rotoscoped or not, she's one of the few characters in this movie th- that is. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of re- like the Jiminy stuff. There's a lot of reference work, which also brings in a lot of the improvisation bleh, improvisations that they can then draw into the mm-hmm. character. But it's not, yeah, she's it's not like a direct transfer. Human, I don't, she's the only realistic human in here, I think, because like the coachman and and uh, and uh, um, what's his name, the puppet master guy, Stromboli. Stromboli. Those are not. Mm-hmm. Those are cartoony guys. And Geppetto is not a. Wonder how they make those decisions. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just a kindly old man who has an Italian accent. Maybe I mean it helps her feel otherworldly, looking real when Geppetto looks completely exactly, cartoonish. Yeah. yeah, and there's no—it's amazing. There's no black line delineating where her face ends. It's yeah, just—it's a cool choice. Thing. Yeah, it's such an ethereal look for her. You know. Yeah. And, and each one of the sparkles on the dress took a minute. Took an afternoon for some guy in Burbank mm-hmm. to, to do. To uh, probably a woman, actually. Or woman, whatever you know. Every shimmer on that took a weekend. You got you got to stay in this weekend and animate this mm-hmm. shimmer on Jimmy Cricket's ass in that one scene. And take you all weekend and all night. Both yeah, oh like, yeah. You get that's why you get. I mean, this is really at the end of the day, it's a special effects movie. If you think of animation as an ultimate special effect, and I, I maintain we were talking about something else last week, Aaron, but I maintain that if you really do great special effects at the time, it just will never age. Like mm-hmm. close encounter or like close encounter like two thousand one King Kong, King you know. Kong. Keep it on Pinocchio topic. I Roger Rabbit. Pr- you in, want well, to say anything in Roger Rabbit. In preparation for this, I went back. I got curious. I was like, oh, you know what? I watched the Zemeckis one. I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna watch AI again. Those effects hold up amazingly. I was Amazing. stunned. Yeah, I, I was stunned. I was like, yeah. wow, okay, like these look better than a lot of stuff we see today. Like it is yeah. incredible. Yeah. But if you look at 2001, you you wouldn't uh, the most the most cynical, unhappy you know young kid today. If you showed him 2001, I don't think they would complain about those early, those first shots of the spaceships. George like Lucas did. did. It's neat, but it's slow. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he does. He, on the on the on the uh, on the ILM documentary, he's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's it's all neat, but it's a little slow. Well, yeah, he's making a different <laughs> cut. Of so two, I know. Two, 2001 still confuses me as far as like how it's able to pull off certain things it's, and that's, it's that's a, a magic trick yeah. it's a magic trick you really get those magic tricks right like pinocchio is if you're not an idiot you can still see that 80 years later and it still makes it an entrancing experience you know we Speaking have such of- we have such a factory turnout process we have a lot of 
stuff coming at us that's not going to age very well. Like a majority of stuff we get is not going to age very well in terms of visual effects like a lot of things have. Speaking of uh, the Bobby Z film, real quick, uh, we have Jiminy Cricket. And as much as I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's voice and his doing his his Cliff Edwards impression, Mm -hmm. it's so much nicer to look at this like round cartoony thing than like whatever yes. the hell was going on with the CG version. I, I, well, did I he, have like, like a, he had like a mask thing on? Like, it was weird, like, on the, like the top half of his face. I was like, what? What are we doing here? I, I didn't like his Jiminy Cricket at all. It was you just an like imposter. No, it was like, hey, that's a good, uh, like, you know, party trick, but uh, it doesn't hold the movie. It doesn't feel natural. It's just he's faking it. Fair enough. It doesn't feel genuine. Well, I mean, a lot yeah, of those Disney remakes like, are kind of just kind of trying to be like the like animated. You have to redesign characters we already designed well once. You can't have Jiminy Cricket look looks like this. So the Zemeckis has to have a new Jiminy Cricket that just doesn't look like Jiminy Cricket. Well, and it's it, weird because you have Pinocchio looks like Pinocchio. Like yeah. It's, mm-hmm. to a, yeah, exactly. It's What I'm saying is it's attempting to look like Pinocchio, where Jiminy Cricket's like, <laughs> I guess we go real on this. It's like, why? Which like I, I don't. I, I don't understand how their Pinocchio looks so wrong. Um, he's a little tall. This... That's what. That's why I think <laughs> it's part of it. Yeah, we don't need to keep talking about the Bobby Z movie. I, it's just the um, the Jimmy Cricket just so like <laughs> distractingly real, trying even though it's CG and like. But I know. what I do I do find hilarious how what a horn dog Jimmy Cricket is in this whole movie. Yeah. No, in this thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every every <laughs> clock he sees can't wait yeah yeah he rest he's out for for, for something jimmy voiced by him. cliff edwards uh, was a ukulele ike um a known actor at the time which you know and you know it's still early in this world of animated films but not you know a thing that's always happening uh even after this you know nowadays you know we get celebrity talents and what have you uh but here it's more like it's a lot of people in studio which they also still do like pixar and things they'll get you know like one of the directors like does a crush voice and so he's crushed for now on yeah, uh yeah. but, but uh, the actor and but here yeah you have like like um what's his name you who, who plays geppetto it's like a character actor whose name i, I don't know christian <laughs> rub christian rub is geppetto um or no the honest john walter catlett that's what it is he's mm-hmm. like a character actor who's it's it, but it's still like you know it's not like you're getting it's Bogart <laughs> to do like an animated voice in a movie like this, right? Yeah, right. yeah. You're not getting Gary. You're not getting. I mean, Jimmy Stewart. You have to wait till American Tale Five Goes West uh, to right. get him, right. to get him to chime in. That's true. Yeah, I mean, all the yeah, there used to be a a whole group that did you know animated stuff, and once in a while you'd get a celebrity <laughs> voice. Look but at the way that shot works through that. I'm sorry, I got you. Yeah. Just look at the way that, that the way they animate the, the Geppetto's mm-hmm. gunfire breaking through that cabinet. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. <laughs> and it's so handcrafted. You can't ever improve, which is why it's hard to compare this stuff to the as Pixar stuff. As much as I love those first seven or eight Pixar movies to death, and just as much as I love these, it's still like that handcrafted element that you also see in stop motion. It's very hard to replace that in CG, no matter how impressive it is, because you don't see the human hand like you do when it's handcrafted i'm sorry i'm really quiet but i'm just i'm i'm floored at how beautiful this movie is <laughs> it, it's really good yeah. and we're just in the shop still we haven't even left well, yeah, I, the other stuff. well I was gonna say this movie is definitely one that has three really distinct acts that are like almost complete stories themselves 
Yeah, um, the second he gets out of here, he's like immediately rounded up mm-hmm. to go to Stromboli stuff. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's really clear. Um, just yeah, it's something that somebody would be like, well, what if we took Pinocchio and made it to a trilogy and did the first person? <laughs> and it's just like Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket are just such light, and Geppetto and Figaro and Cleo, and are, they're such all likable characters right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Right? And we get their, you know. I know they forced like a whole backstory to Geppetto in the live action, but you don't, you don't need that. You just, you just like him automatically. But I gotta know why. And his fish, and he's the last guy up at night in this little Balkan town or whatever it is, and he's making this, making this, this puppet. That's all you need to know is that he's this sort of sweet, clearly kind of lonely old guy. You know. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because you, you're looking at this and it registers the way it needs to. Whereas mm-hmm. I described in the new movie, it's like, it's just weird when you're looking at it, you know, in a live action perspective, it's like, what is going on here? Like this guy, he's just talking to himself and he's got this cat in this fit. Like it's, it's yeah. It, or his wife, his yeah. wife's not sick of all, every clock that he gave her. It's like, look, I already have a clock. Stop making me a clock. Living so, his wife is dead. Like he doesn't have a wife. Does he? Geppetto? Not in this yeah. one. But like I, I, yeah, like what you said about the characters being likable, you're, it's a good point with Pinocchio because he shouldn't be likable. And in the original book, which I've never read, but I he, I know he's much more of a devious, unlikable sort of yeah, a, yeah, yeah. No, his <laughs> actions are like just immediately like for every what are you stupid doing? thing. He's, he's a real Dennis the Menace. Innocent. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's got to be a, a real innocent, sweet guy who still falls for every stupid trick. It doesn't lose your sympathy as an audience member. You still want Pinocchio or Geppetto to find him, even though everything Pinocchio does is the wrong thing, which usually can turn an audience off. But maybe maybe it's that. his look. It just it is. It's very it's, much it's, his look, which yeah, they had to yeah. redesign a number of times, the Pinocchio look <laughs> to get him to look like a, a certain kind of innocence. Yeah. Um, because you look see, how, you see look yeah, at, when he's when yeah, he's playing with look, the fire and you look yeah, at his look, face. look at the smile on Pinocchio's face while this is all happening. Because there's <laughs> like it's 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 literally animated wonder. Like that's what yeah. you're watching. Because like, he it, doesn't it, realize he he didn't realize he did anything wrong. He's just, was, right. he's just having fun. He's so innocent. But Cleo's pissed. <laughs> uh, that's just, the, that's the genius of this. And stuff like that works here. Where in, you know, in the animated, in the live action, it's weird when like an old man, you know, when old Tom Hanks is like, I need to find my son. Also my fish and my cat are with me. Like what's happening? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pack them up and yeah. <laughs> And his accent just goes in and out. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's a kindly old man. Now, this may have been a bomb, but like, I know the the cat. What, the cat's not Cleo. The cat. What's the cat's Figaro, name? Figaro. 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 His own cartoons, or at least his own like Dell comics. Like he was, it was Disney's character. favorite character in, oh, in really? Pinocchio. Disney. Did, Walt loved Figaro, and yes, he oh, shoved him in anything he could. Too. Jimmy Cricket shows up in those educational shorts later, and he also shows up in 47, I think. Uh, because they got a celebrity, so they can, yeah, milk him for all his worth. You know, <laughs> Disney knew what he's oh. doing. <laughs> and when, when you wish upon a car, star becomes the Disney song. Yeah, he's in Fun and Fancy Free in 47, which is one of the anthology movies during the war, which has Mickey and the Beanstalk and yeah. Bongo in it. But he's the all right. Like, the and and it, look at this multi-plane look, camera yeah. goodness, right? Yes, this is a great stuff. David, I assume you've seen this camera, right? At, at Disney, at some point. Yeah, the, yeah. The, whole, the fucking giant thing that's all these layers. It's like insane. And this is, I think, this is the first time we're seeing it, right? 
This is I the first time people are... we, get it in, we get it in Snow White. We get it in Snow White. Yeah. It, but it, not it, not at this level. No, I'm saying, yeah, it's, it's improved upon just because again... the kid going to school, the kid dunks the other kid in the water. Yeah. There's a lot of life going on here. It's like yeah. this is a nonstop cut. This is uh Yeah, that was a, that was a <laughs> there's some big takes in that one. Of course, Pinocchio is just going to school. With a book with a bell wrapped around it. I'm not sure what again, school he's going to. Or... And you don't question it in an animated movie like this. Right. It's a fantasy. It's like, yeah, he's going to school. Why well, actually like, she's going to send a little wooden child to school? Like, there's no big deal. Oh, well, <laughs> that was a, another weird thing was that he was so small compared to all the other children, whereas he's actually a normal-sized boy here. Yeah. In the live-action movie, it was just really weird how small he was. It's Disney's version of Wonder. I mean, hey, it's like a different kid going to school. It already has the books. But he go to the library early. It's just mm-hmm. an alphabet book. Yeah. Got an See that, like the sh- the struggle in his hands when he reached down. That yeah, because he's an old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just like you know that's just them animating it. Mm-hmm. I don't no. think there was a lot of direction back then about like oh you should animate his hands being really old. I think they just knew to do that. Because they're like assigned the character, like all the right work. Like it's, it's it was the same with like the '90s ones too, where like everyone there's like a department that's devoted to a single yeah. character. Mm-hmm. So you have people that are a lot of pride in the whole mm-hmm. thing, apparently, because there's not there's no cutting corners in these movies, you know. Which I find interesting. I find it interesting because it's like you're 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 object you're a Stromboli guy. You do everything Stromboli. Like yeah. that's that's a, that's a interesting kind of like way to divide jobs up. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so here's about the voices again. Um, we obviously we have Honest John here, uh, Walter Catlett, um, Gideon, the uh, his silent partner. Uh, originally wasn't silent; he had lines until they were deleted. Uh, you know who voiced those lines? Mel, Mel Blank. Blank. Exactly, really? Mel Blank. Yeah, oh. the guy who had did every man of a thousand voices did everything except Disney, except for this one time where he was hired on a Pinocchio and then got fired uh, or deleted. Essentially, except for uh, it was like a hiccup. He has a hiccup. That's Mel Blank's voice. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. He's like a little hiccup that he does. They kept they kept that. That's the one the one thing from Mel Blank they kept. But you know, you know, Mel Blank's Mel Blank, but he's like noted animated, you know, uh, voice actor. Yeah. Mel Blank's. Yeah, and the, a lot of good sorry, a lot of good detail on his John I, as far as I will know. say too. <laughs> with we're talking about like our wowing the animation um watching the blu-rays and then what's on disney plus these have been touched up and sort of reimagined a little bit uh as they <laughs> as they release them on blu-ray dvd and blu-ray they've gone back to them and done some coloring and stuff there's no one's ever released it with an actual like transfer from the the film cans that they've had they've always transferred them digitally and then like wiped grain and and touched up and recolored. So for sure. It certainly makes me wonder though, what like a pristine 35 right. print of this would look like. And, That's you know, what, yeah. The, the, the what man's Chinese like theater it? in yeah. 1940. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but no, I, yeah, that's a, that's been a point of contention with people. The re-envisionment of these, uh, like sleeping beauty and snow white and stuff like that. Or like, what is it? Know. I remember when the blue ray are coming out and I remember hearing those complaints. What, what is, what does it amount to? It's that they... there's no grain. Um, there's too much job of the hut and, uh, do backs <laughs> in some of the scenes that they inserted. So, you are know, we, we seeing grain if we're seeing a, a transfer of a real print, right? Are they scrubbed right. it all? They scrubbed the grain and they've recolored, uh, they've bolded some things. Um, but it made those more colorful. 
Uh, yeah, there's. I think there's been some shading changes and stuff like that a little bit. Um, I, ideally, it's the same image, but it's not quite. Like, it should be a, a bit more faded. Um, but, you know, that's, right. that's what they do. They touch it up. Um, Which, I mean, well, I get I the idea of wanting to hold on to a kind of original look for the sake of history right. and what have you. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's a cartoon for everybody. Right. <laughs> I can well, see the logic. <laughs> I know. And ideally, like with CG stuff, they're supposed to yeah, one of the ideas behind CG was that it could continually be replaced and worked on. And then it just kind of became something that just, I mean, sometimes they do some, but most of the times what you had back in the day is still what you have now, even though the idea was to enhance it whenever you could. I do like that the new one Keep, like it's so minor it doesn't even matter but like they keep the line that's so, like an uh, actor's life is gay um there's no like we need to update this line so it doesn't confuse children or anything like that they just kept the dialogue as it was because who cares mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah i i am curious like i i assume the disney vaults have original 35s of Mm-hmm. Well, most of the, uh, if not all of their movies, I'd have to assume. Obviously, not Snow White because the Gremlins burned that one up in their movie. But I mean, the the rest of these, yeah, are uh, their originals somewhere. I'm sure. I wonder yeah. if Criterion, now that they're working with Disney, could possibly get a oh, that would be something like this. And and I don't think Disney would want to admit that there was a version in the vaults that was more true to the original well i mean they 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 have because they there's special feature one of these has a special feature about doing that kind of stuff right so uh, i'm sure that you know criterion will get their hands on the ones they really want like uh three caballeros yes (laughs) Uh, you know we'd buy it (laughs) (laughs) oliver and company three caballeros have a chill chill ride man at disney world I, i i wrote it twice song of the south Criterion edition 4K. There was a guy when that got announced. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Seriously. Proper song of the South. Like, nobody wants that. Ralph breaks the internet. Just be a box set of those five movies. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Song of the South. There's a place for it somewhere, I guess. Dinosaur. In the I south, <laughs> in the <laughs> south, there's a quality made movie. It's it's just too overboard. Same Wait, have time. you guys seen? Have you guys seen Song of the South? I've seen Song of the South. It's a really good movie. It's just not. I understand what the issues are, but it's very. Eh, I don't think it should be banned, though. No, I would love it if it were more available, you know. But I just don't. It's just in this culture, it's just not going to happen. Eh. Uh, I, I, well, I mean, what what is honestly? somebody seeing the is it gonna cause an uprise of people like oh no we shouldn't have, we inspired people like i mean, I mean brandon like? Brand, brandon yes is the answer to that question <laughs> i mean that's what it is yeah and not because people are actually being inspired to i don't know oppress black people in a certain way based yeah. on song of the south but just because the argument can be there therefore a counter argument must be made uh so that's no the, the the end result is that you root for uncle remus in that movie and yeah but i'm saying the movie the... it's irregardless of the movie it's there, there there's a 
a thought that there needs to be some kind of argument railing against this. Therefore, others will have to rise up against that argument and make their own argument. And it just becomes this nonsense thing where the source material doesn't yeah. even matter anymore. It'd be like, I don't know, attaching an optional message to Gone with the Wind, explaining the context of history and causing an uproar because there's a thing that you don't have to watch to apply the context of Gone with the Wind before you watch it. <laughs> the song of the South should be available. Well, I agree. But, you know. On Criterion, yeah. What's the there's yeah, a what what's the song from that one that in there like Zippity a Duda. Zippity Doodah? Zippity Doodah, yeah. Zippity yeah. Day. Yeah. All right, let's get back to Pinocchio because here we have another shot right here. This is fun. Uh, I like seeing people that are can't move at all because they're not animated to. Uh, but we have Stromboli with his wonderful lips and huge big great big bushy beard. There used to be a restaurant at Disneyland called Stromboli's. What they serve? It was uh, um, probably <laughs> pasta <laughs> or broken wooden puppets. I don't know. Um, it was at the Disneyland Hotel, I think, uh, back in the day. Yeah. This is wonderful. Like this, like gyration that he has. Like they went out a lot of fun with this. Make him bigger than life. All right. All right. But uh, just wait until uh, Jiminy Cricket gets thirsty again when he sees the can-can dancers. <laughs> <laughs> So he, like was Stromboli hanging out in the back of this, like teaching him the choreography for this dance? <laughs> it's like, okay, then you're gonna run down the stairs and you're gonna you're gonna slip out of the, the strings. Did you guys like um the what they did with Stromboli and Bobby Z's? <laughs> it just felt weird, didn't it? I mean, it felt less offensive. I mean, it I like that they got an Italian actor. <laughs> like, yeah. And not even like a like, you know, like an American actor that happens to have Italian origins. Just they just went up and got a straight up Italian actor um, to play the role. Um, I don't know. Like it didn't have much of an. If anything, it's just kind of lesser because it just didn't have much of a lingering effect. It's just like, he, like, he oh. was just they. They kind of made him like mean all the way through, rather than like tricking Pinocchio into like you know. I don't know. It was just very that. that let's all right. Let's move on from Bobby Z. That movie is just terrible. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. But again, was he, he like teaching the same thing? I think in the movie, pretty much. Was he teaching him this song? Stromboli, eh, just an Italian bad guy. I mean, that's what the new guy is—an Italian bad guy. So, yeah, I don't think anyone's calling it out as far as like a, you know. I don't think the Italian Defamation League is worried about Pinocchio, especially because the whole movie's Italian. Italian so there's plenty yeah, of positive yeah. Italians as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Tom Hanks. Yeah, you know Hanks from the Italian Hankses. Uh, you know, his before he got to Ellis Island, it was uh, Hanksonio. Eh. Tomas Hanksonio. Tomas Hanksonio is his great, his great, great grandfather. Yeah, that, that's a sassy puppet right there. Stromboli's doing all of this, right? He's the puppeteer, or, or no? He's, uh, he's, uh, yeah. Well, he's, he's conducting the orchestra. So that's why I'm now confused. Yeah, who's who's, who's doing these puppets? <laughs> But so there at some go. point he had to teach him this song, right? <laughs> he had to teach him this whole routine. <laughs> well, Pinocchio's just winging it at this point. He doesn't know any. Well, now songs. he's winging it. Before he had like a whole song and dance. He's like, "Hi ho, the Mario! You're gonna say all this." <laughs> this feels like early. It's a small world. Yeah. It's like get a taste of the nation. I, I like this. This show is fascinating to me. It's like I have a wooden puppet boy that's real. The audiences are gonna be stunned by this, but 
That's not enough. We need to have the <laughs> nations of the world do a dance around him for the next 17 minutes. Yeah. It's the early workings of Epcot. <laughs> exactly. I guess that's the instruction at this point. Too. It's like, <laughs> to, after your song, we're just going to put all these other puppets in front of you, Pinocchio, and you just wing it. Just do your thing. It's like, okay. <laughs> just This is what the result is. Do you think you tried that spinny stuff once you became a real boy? I was like, oh, can't do that no more. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. It, it, <laughs> he went He went back to Stromboli, probably like a new deal. <laughs> and he's like, all right, we'll try it. And yeah, the second he got on stage, it just did not go well. Yeah. Jeez, Jiminy just gave up early. Oh, they love him. I know, it's just like, I, I guess a conscience is no longer needed whatsoever. <laughs> oh. Well, it was a fun 40 minutes, Jiminy. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a fun, it was a fun day and a half getting this response. Get out of this movie. I think the Geppetto's convinced that Pinocchio would eat. <laughs> 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 I made all this meal for my boy, who's made of wood and has no digestive system. <laughs> all the animals have to wait. I mean, termites eat him, but what does he eat? Look at that nice butter melting on that fish. That's a mm. great animation. Look at that that waterlogged piece of cake that Cleo has to eat. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you, have, food, yeah you have that like lemon sitting on it. That's a completely different style of anime. Like, I love how... Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because they have to glow the sauce on the like. Yeah, it's it's, got it's almost like the fish is like a matte painting, and then you got yeah, yeah, and it's got to look really good because he can't have it right now. Right, just thought I was gonna go leave looking for Pinocchio. They gotta wait. They're using that camera a lot. Look at all these like little scenes where it's just like little mm-hmm. stuff in the way before they get into the main thing. Yeah. Let's yeah, see what else we talked. We talked over this, but the whole "When You Wish Upon a Star" thing. Mm-hmm. I I don't think do you think about it very often whenever it comes up in every Disney movie where it's like oh yeah that's right that's this movie like <laughs> that's the song yeah. well yeah I mean and did they it would be played prominently on like the um world wide world of Disney right oh yeah and, oh yeah and, but sure. you know it's Tinkerbell comes Absolutely out and, yeah. yeah Tinkerbell would come out to you know do the on the logo um and Tinkerbell Jiminy Cricket Cricket kind of a tandem. A bit, right? They would appear together. They were definitely and, two, yeah. And, and, and well, they're going for like yeah. synergy, because they, they have the song, they have Tinkerbell, Bell, and they have what castle is it in the main Disney logo? Um, is it Sleeping Beauty? Beauty? It, no, Cinderella's castle, is it? Cinderella. Well, it's Cinderella's castle. David, is it Cinderella's castle in the Disney Where? logo? In the in Disney the, logo. In the new one? In, well, the, in, like, in the, the original standard, logo. In, in the original is Sleeping Beauty. Okay, it is Sleeping Beauty. Okay. And now it's like, kind of like the shanghai castle but it's not it's it's like the they just made it up because isn't it like assuming it's not some retro thing or something they created for the movie disneyland's the sleeping beauty castle disney world's the cinderella castle yeah what's euro disney is that's sleeping beauty castle okay again and then tokyo is cinderella castle okay and then hong kong was sleeping beauty castle until recently they changed it to castle of magical dreams I want to say they they got jealous of Shanghai's castle, mm-hmm. and so they changed theirs. So now they're the second tallest castle, and uh, right. okay. And then Shanghai's is the Enchanted Storybook Castle, 
um, it's celebrating. So that one, Shanghai and Hong Kong, they're celebrating all of the princess stories, not just one. Right. Gotcha. All of them. At the same time. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, in an origin. Cinderella, Jasmine, Mulan, Leia, Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, and then, and then, and then, Ralph breaks the internet. <laughs> Nala. <laughs> Forget the when you wish upon a star is also used in Close Encounters, in the orchestration <laughs> in the last thirty minutes or so. Was it cool? It is, yeah. And Close Encounters theme is used in Moonraker for a door code thing. It's true. And Incredibles, right? Yeah. Is it? It's incredible. Yeah, when he's or no, it's um. No, it's, uh, no, it's it's two thousand one, right? Yeah, no, that yeah, was you're thinking Buzz Lightyear, right? I'm mixing them up. Lightyear, yeah, 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 Buzz Lightyear. It's Buzz Lightyear. It's two thousand one. What's an Incredible? Isn't there a thing in Incredibles too, though? Mm, or am I just completely off? You're. I think you're off. Okay. <laughs> I I think about but, Incredibles but, two, but in in the, in in Buzz Light in Toy Story two, they wanted to do Close Encounters, but they didn't want to pay for the rights, so they went to two thousand one. <laughs> that, that makes mm. sense. I can see that. You know, I get it confused because you have two like Incredibles and Toy Story two both have like a bulky lead character like stepping on things carefully at one point. I think that's why I conflate them in my mind. The head looks similar. Yeah. <laughs> They do. They look similar. Craig T. Nelson. Big old chins. Craig T. Nelson, Tim Allen, Chris Evans. Yeah. Oh, Geppetto, you're so close. He's right there. Yeah, but Geppetto just put a little effort (laughs) into this search. (laughs) He didn't didn't even know uh, Stromboli was in town. He didn't care about any of that. Mm -hmm. Well, he usually does, though. But, you know, obviously, Wooden Boy trumps this. So he's like, I guess I'm going to miss my favorite, my favorite rotating show. You know, it's great. Things they don't slouch on, like right here, even in this like wood grain and then like cobblestone, like other roads. Like, I mean, some other could have just been some flat looking thing. This is just so detailed on like. Even like this wood grain, the 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 floorboards are a different type of animation, but still have definition. That just it's really impressive. And the tone changes, right? Probably nobody would notice, but when you do it, they do notice. Yeah, when yeah. you when you stop and analyze these films, like you say, who cares about the story? Look at what they're pulling off, just visually and hand drawn. It's it's incredible, and but it's still it makes sense to me that that Orson Welles looked at Snow White when he was putting together Citizen Kane, because to me, they're the same kind of movie. They're like completely in love with the visual possibilities of this relatively new sound cinema, you know? Yeah, I mean, like you say, Citizen Kane, the situation of uh, great things happen when someone doesn't know the limits of what you can do or what the the quote-unquote limits of what you're supposed to be able to do. I mean, they can even do shots that aren't possible in live action and animation. Mm They're just dawning on the kind of shots they can... Uh, they can set up what kind of uh, you know compositions they can pull off when they're not limited by physical reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these that's, still, that, uh, that's yeah. that's kind of the shame of you know where we're at now. Where yeah, they can make anything now. <laughs> you know, there was there's no limit to or compromised version of of things if if someone really wants to put the money to it. Um, yeah, we can. It's hard to find the films that uh, blow us away in sense of technical aspects a lot of the time very hard for yeah because you know oh we we could do that we can just you know we can we can animate around that 
Um, Nobody even questions how, how you did that anymore. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all conquered, right? It's not. A, I, I'm hoping in a couple months we, I we James Cameron does it for us, but you know, yeah. uh, that's yeah. about my only hope. <laughs> you know, I'm not too excited about those movies. Well, I am. Okay, so there. Okay. <laughs> I, was not I already know. I already know the way of water. Uh, across. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, they showed, they, showed, they, they showed like uh, five different scenes at D23 Expo and they were completely out of context and they were like the s- slowest scenes. And we're just like, I'm just like, what? What? This makes me less interested. What are they doing? But didn't that happen last time? They showed like an early screening and people were like, meh. And then when it finally I, came out. Well, I don't know. If the, well, Disney didn't own Fox at that point. Right. But but Fox was previewing parts because I remember because I oh. they, they showed they showed select scenes in theaters that mm-hmm. well, I remember that because it was like an IMAX special thing. Uh, yeah, I you missed, saw it. I you saw that. it because it was they they re released. It was during the Avatar or not? It was whatever. Yeah, they showed like five scenes. I remember the scenes or like four scenes, but I remember them specifically. It was like a special thing for IMAX that you can go to for free. It was Avatar Day. That's what it was. they called it. Avatar Day, like yeah. in the like in the summer leading up to Avatar. And there wasn't like a huge buzz from that. Oh well, no, yeah, because they, yeah. <laughs> because because they're like this guy's doing it again. Therefore, we should automatically doubt him and ridicule him at every step of the way. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it, yeah, like the doubt, like there's the whole thing that it has a theme park now, and like or is a part of a theme park and has rides and stuff, and people, I mean, really into it. When you go down, they're like, oh crap, people are really. It's not empty. It's very busy. Um, when you go to the Avatar stuff. So anyway, and we people can say wear this for people our, we, wear we, those ears. We can save this for our Avatar commentary in December, um, which we should probably do, I guess, by default. Oh, wow. um, so November is the only mystery. The rest of the November, year. yeah, November is the one to keep everybody guessing. <laughs> what are we going to talk about in November? <laughs> but um, uh, I, I, I like that Pokinokio's nose. It's like not only does it get longer, but it has like life. Yeah, <laughs> like there's, it has branches. It has tree. Yeah, it mm. has birds. Birds that had eggs, so like they had a whole Ice family life goes through a whole life. cycle of life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and th- and this is a reappearance of the blue fairy, which just she just doesn't show up again in book Robert Zemeckis version. Yeah, so in theory, it was charging by the minute, so he's like, I guess we can only have the one scene. Hmm. But here, yes, the, here here she's important because she actually teaches him not to lie. <laughs> seems like a valuable lesson for Pinocchio to have in this movie <laughs> seems like he might the second but lesson he, that he didn't hear was listen yeah right, but, if you, but if you lie hard enough you might be able to get the key yeah <laughs> that is an odd like fairy tale detail it's like yeah he's made of wood right and what it's like what and you know if he lies his nose grows wait what that's a okay that that's a weird magical addition that we have to add on here you get more wooden what's this yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh the coachman's coming this guy freaked me red out lobster this is the <laughs> origins of red lobster yeah <laughs> Uh, the coachman. Uh, so, so uh, we have Stromboli, who was um, voiced by uh, uh, Charles Judels. He also voices the coachman. 
they're either drinking and they're smoking in this scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. And eating and the, the smoke as a donut. Yep. <laughs> donut. And the, ch- the, the children drink and smoke too. Oh, he had an eyebrow raised to rival the rock just then. Look at that coach. Yeah, Charles Durning. Sinister Charles Durning. He looks like a yeah, he does look like, he looks like a Charles Durning. Yeah. Or like a coachman, um, as David said. Yeah. Sounds like, like a sounds like a like lost awful. Jason Statham action movie. The Coachman. The Coachman. <laughs> Pinocchio and the Coachman. I'm just trying to deliver my kid. <laughs> He's just a wooden boy. I'm just I'm racing across Central Park. The Coachman. It's a it's a Phantom Carriage reboot. <laughs> Jason, it's an action yeah, movie. <laughs> Jason Statham as the Coachman. You lie to me again. I'm gonna rip that nose off your face. Yeah, I'm the Grim Reaper. What of it? Oi. I'm collecting stupid little boys. And it still works as a moral tale, even though mm. it, it goes to this absurd end that there's actually a man who wants to collect little boys and turn them into donkeys to, you know, haul diamonds out of mines somewhere. Whatever. <laughs> it's absurd, but hey. There's a scary moment coming up later where, you, where one of the boys who gets turned into a donkey is still wearing boy clothes and they kind of just rip it off him. Yeah. It's, it's very like the donkey stuff like no, freaked, stuff, freaked me that, out when I was that's a the child. stuff that I specifically remember as far as yeah. seeing this movie. So no, it was uh when when the coachman does that sinister smile, that freaked me out. We leaned forward a little bit here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. That's yeah. great. Even honest John is like, I'm not about this life. They're frightened. Who are we associating with here, Gideon? This is this man so, is a menace. Do you guys know uh, Honest John's? He has a last name. Do you know it? What? It's Foul Her- Fellow. Uh-huh. Oh. I was going to say Stevens, but okay. <laughs> or Holmes. Holmes. Oh, that's why I, I like Pinocchio. I, I, I think. Wait, wait. His name is actually Jay Worthington Fowlfellow. Oh, well, Aaron, that's, do, hmm. do you have Google? Or are you gonna? I'm looking at action? it. Yeah, it's, it's John John Worthing John Worthington Fowlfellow. There you go. That so that, that almost that almost rivals. Um, what is it like? Jay Thaddeus Toad the Third or whatever for <laughs> Mister <laughs> Toad's Wild. Right? <laughs> I, mean, I think it's Thaddeus J. To- Thaddeus uh-huh. J. Toad. Okay. Uh, I'm not Mr. sure. They must have tried non-moving hair on Pinocchio at some point, like just a block of wooden hair. And they must have realized it didn't look as good as having just regular little boy hair that kind of flops around. Interesting. I do like honest. It's such like a, he's so dapper, yet it's like all like you know ruined clothes with patches and holes and things. Like it, that's just the cartoon staple back then. Yeah, like how They're like yeah, the Duke and the the, yeah, the, the hobo life, yeah. so to speak. Still trying to look like they've kept their stuff together, but they're yeah, patches and set and whatnot. Jay Thaddeus Toad. All right, glad we got that. <laughs> And one of them was like, is he S- is it J. Thaddeus Toad Esquire or is it like one of the other ones is like Esquire on there? I think it's Esquire. I believe so, right? That because thing's really funny that Mr. Toad, the, the animated. Mm. The, the, 
Yeah, it's really funny. A funny short. In his mania for cars and stuff, it's great. And the Sleepy Hollow one's nice and you know has its level of fright. Yeah, it does. the last sequence is fantastic. I like I like a lot of those that whatever the package films ordered from the forties. A lot of good stuff in there. And Mr. Toad yeah, had a funny. had a crate that ride was creepy when it did the hell stuff. I believe it's still it's still fun. You still go to hell at the end. Not in there, yeah. And then you're immediately out. I do D. Pinocchio should have figured this out by now. It's like I well, see, can't be now with they, these guys. <laughs> well, they lifted him up this time. He actually has no choice. Yeah, that's that's just kidnapping. Okay, but um, still, <laughs> just finding like, him right away again. So it's all right. This kid shouldn't be riding on top of there. It's a little sad that this kid. <sighs> That the there he's using donkeys to drag the kids. It's like oh, that's oh yeah, they they were they were the last visitors to Pleasure Island. Mm-hmm. Of course, Ginger's bad news. Yeah, <laughs> the Ace of Spades, the Ace of Spades. <laughs> I believe uh, Lampwick was uh, modeled after one of the animators. Was he? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Like, very specifically, like, he's kind of looked, he's supposed to look like one of them. Uh, that would Rex probably Moore. be Ward. That'd probably be Ward Kimball. Really? Yeah, if you look him up, he might look like him. Yeah, I could see it. He animated uh, Jiminy Cricket. Fred Moore. Fred Moore. Fred Moore. Oh, Freddie Moore. Moore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's him too nine old men that whole bit right yeah yeah man where's where are they going pleasure Island's like in like where that twenty thousand leagues under the sea is yeah <laughs> <laughs> a lot of kids yeah. just ready to ready to go on this <laughs> yeah where the it's like some slumber party they're going to i was in the in the zemeckis one the pleasure that it was a cool sequence yeah, Although that, cool. that that kid was terrible at fake chugging a beer, but root beer, a root a root beer, yeah. house. I love that. <laughs> um, but but it was it was pretty. I, I was impressed with that sequence. I thought it was fun. It, yeah, that it was fun. like the the conveying the sense of kids are having fun doing mischief. Like yes, I I there's something accomplished. Tobacco there, row. It's still less dark than this stuff. Where yeah, there's tobacco smoke. and booze everywhere. Smoke, smoke. It's the, the throwing cigars. It's where it all leads, where he entirely drops the ball as far as the donkey stuff. But I still wonder like how this works as far as like so the next day they just build another house. Or... Yeah. No, you only do it once. You once a it. month. <laughs> okay. Because look look how many kids you got. You have enough kids to turn into the donkeys for a while. You gotta sell them. I guess, yeah, them. yeah. Yeah. Pleasure Island's a real Jeepers Creeper situation. Every 23 years. Yeah. Because, you already, because he stole all the boys from that one town. He needs to find another town. He's find another, another town of boys. Oh, that's right. Like, the, there is shadow creature things in yeah. this movie. <laughs> yeah, but they're less like mystical than they're not, uh, yeah, they're not dementors, like I was saying about the other one. <laughs> It just left ambiguous. Yeah, ambiguous helpers. Yeah, don't pay attention to those guys. Yeah, don't ask pay questions. Oh. 
Pay I'll no see. attention to the black men behind the curtain over there. <laughs> well, they definitely tore this place down. But that's what you could do in a cartoon. Yep. One place still open is the pool hall. Just like to put oh, on. They actually had books at Pleasure Island. To burn. <laughs> Young Joel Nazis. Eight Ball Saloon. <laughs> that's a long shot. Oh, yeah, I like it. The log shot is just them zooming in, but still, yeah. it's a log shot. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it is neat to think about, though, with the animate. Like, you know, I don't think about it that way where it's like it's just literally a camera moving like, to do to like right. create certain scenes. Mm-hmm. You think of everything like every single frame is drawn or something, but this is just like it yeah, they draw a, the we, movement. We had, yeah. Yeah. We just had a drawing. We do the thing. <laughs> we just zoomed in, put it on a plate. Got the camera locked in. <laughs> the way he smokes is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Lamb looks very good at billiards. You know, credit yeah, he is. too. <laughs> he knows his, he knows his tricks. Yeah, he's played billiards before. <laughs> He'd be a great uh, TikTok star for billiards trick shots for, for kids. <laughs> All right. Maybe Maybe just like in Dumbo that makes fun of Dumbo at one point. Mm. Redhead kid, mean redhead kid. Uh-huh. Oof. Meanwhile, Pinocchio is like three steps away from being recruited by Jackass. Yeah. Watch this crazy wooden boy do stunts with us. I'm trying to dox the woman to Jackass. <laughs> Today's the cigar challenge. He might burn himself. Uh... Yeah, it, the wooden boy smoking. That's... For the record, he's not mentioned being made of pine at all so far. Am I right about that? <laughs> no, blue fairy. I think the blue fairy says something about something, puppet something. Yeah, yeah, puppet made of pine. He's yeah, playing okay. a game by using one of his relatives to hit a ball. <laughs> he said he just used his nose. <laughs> yeah. That's the he just lies and it goes boop. He just ruined that billiard table. Yeah, it's crazy to think like he's made of wood. He's using a th- stick made of wood to hit the ball and a table yeah. made of wood. And he's smoking something that I'll set him on fire. Like, yeah, he's not it, thinking too hard about the consequences. That's, well, that's why he needs Jiminy. I around. mean, the animators and storytellers probably weren't thinking that hard about it either. But like, it's just funny. To put well, it I mean, a lot of, you know, it's 1800s. <laughs> like a lot of things are made of wood. Like, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like Monty Python. We can't not say is. <laughs> right. <laughs> is that oh, like uh, one uh, of the uh, first like people that Jiminy actually interacts with? Because he's pretty much unknown to everybody, right? Uh, yeah. Like, er- like it's, it's like Pinocchio and the fairy, and that's it. Like nobody else seems to re- know that Jiminy's around at all. Even Pedro doesn't. Even Pedro, yeah, that. he's just, you know, he's just like, what? Conscious. <laughs> you know how I always remember to spell conscience. Con science. Yeah, because con of as science. good as it, because of as good as it gets with Helen Hunt's like con science. Con that science. can't be right. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I'll I'll never forget how to spell conscious because of that scene. <laughs> yeah, when he's writing the letter to, to yeah. Nick. <laughs> He's out again. So we won two Oscars for its music, for the score, and for the song, of course. When mm-hmm. you wish upon a star, it's great score. It uh, is great music. Uh, there's some beautiful music in this. Yeah, 
because I think it like as you said, Brandon, because it like goes, it has so much distinct like acts, so it has like different ideas to play with. Where you mm-hmm. know you have this kind of whimsical fantasy stuff at the beginning, then you get into like this darker, mischievous territory, and then the end is like you the know whale a, stuff, a giant yeah. action sequence. Yep. Yeah, and they're all very separate of one another. Um, and yeah, they they're part of a big story, but also kind of complete three act tales themselves. And all in this 85 minutes, which is a pretty yeah, skillful thing. A lot wow. happens in this yeah. movie. It's an eventful movie. We're, you know, we're an hour in. We got 20, 20 something minutes left. Out. They can't waste time. They're not going to shoot footage and build it in edits. They got to know what yeah. they're going to need in the, before they start animating it. It's right. going to waste time. It feels like a long <laughs> movie in a good way. Like, that's, uh, it feels a lot longer than it is, but in a, yeah, yeah good way. This is so disturbing. Like watching yeah. this, because how, how long was we, we had like we had Snow White before that, and that wasn't an hour and a half, was it? How long no, was it? Was it like seventy five. Like yeah, like eighty eighty five. They still vary because like Dumbo's like sixty nine minutes. Like yeah, like they vary in the Dumbo is like, like sixty three minutes. Yeah, Dumbo's really short. It, it's really yeah, it's really short. They get it gets to the point. Fantasia is like two hours. Right? Two hours plus, yeah. mm-hmm. Bambi's probably 78, 79. Fanta- Bambi, are like heat check. Like, okay, how, how far can we take this? Yeah, Bambi's oh, 70. Yeah. All right. Snow White's 83 minutes. Snow White's 83. Yeah. It's got, it's got, a, you know, it's got, it's got seven characters just to fully develop. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's like, cause I mean, back then there was no shame in oh, our, our, our movie's 70 minutes, you know, like that. It was not like, Oh, there's something wrong with this one or, there's not going to be enough depth, you know. No one, no one talked about that right. stuff. But okay, so this stuff is scary. <laughs> this stuff is like, like we're watching like a, a character that we've come to know at this point, and he's turning into a donkey, and it, and he actually like it seems like he's legit terrified of all mm-hmm. this. Like shadow on the wall. Do we miss that when he transforms in shadow on the wall? We're gonna get yeah. that in a second here, right? When it gets when he goes full donkey. It's for call. It's you know it's. 50 years before Rick Baker, but it's the same idea. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 30 years, I should say. Yeah, all this stuff right here. Yeah. This is, this is good. Let's bring this up then. Obviously, yeah, this is terrifying. This is. Yeah, the shadow stuff is like, oh. Yeah, this is certainly like... sense in 1940 that children had to be protected from scary things. Now, if you made this movie today, adults would say they didn't like it because there were things in it they thought were too scary for children. Mm-hmm. What do you think caused that? Are we more protective of children? Or I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's this It's this thought, and I'm just, you know, I'm going off of just what I am observing as opposed to having firsthand experience, but it's just this notion that certain adults now who were children at a certain time feel like if only I didn't go through that, maybe I'd be different in some way. Right. Therefore, right. they shouldn't have to, you know, they should have a backpack with wheels on it so they don't have to worry about back pain or something. They should not have to see scary, certain scary things. Therefore, they're not traumatized, not realizing that in the process, you're taking away certain fundamental elements to some degree. It's not like it's a, <laughs> a child's not wildly different because they didn't get to see some scary thing at some point. Mm-hmm. But like, I do think there's this notion that. Uh, I'm making things better for you because you're not experiencing in the way that I did. But at the right. same time, you're a you because of those things that you Yeah, you develop. You learn how to react to those things. You learn how to um, 
prepare yourself for them. You had, or, you know, like you formulate your personality. Some people become brilliant. Like some, a lot of people, uh, like, you know, with the scary stuff, it inspires, like you want that feeling you can create off that feeling. Um, creative. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people. Yeah. I don't think it would be a bad experience for a kid to be scared. Yeah. Like, like, not sadistic, you know, it's, I loved return to Oz for what it did to me as a kid because I rented this Wizard of Oz movie and it was terrifying. And and I always have an appreciation for that movie because few movies frightened me like watching that one did. Yeah, like, you know, and I love putting my kids like putting my kids through it, but I love showing them things or seeing things that do that to them and discussing it with them and stuff. Like it's part of it, you know, scared frightened and you know fear like those those type of emotions are part of being a human being and a part of experiencing art and entertainment like shouldn't keep it from them well there's there's scary and then there's the end of superman 3 and uh i don't i could do without that that's the thing it's like i know you're partially joking but it's like there's a give and take right there's like yeah maybe there are things that like an experienced adult could be reasonable and saying yeah my kids don't need to necessarily do all the things that i did or something like that but at the same time yes there is the kind of aspect of certain things just need to affect you in a certain way to kind of bring you along in a way that makes a level of sense and obviously at some point scary becomes fun you know i of course we love the old black white Frankenstein movies, and those are "quote unquote" scary to a little kid. But I just associated them with eventually the makeup and the and and the guys who did the makeup and the actors who played the. Yep. You know. That's why it is neat to see some of these filmmakers, like like Del Toro, for instance, who became a creative consultant on what for DreamWorks for a while there. Uh, like yeah. you know, ones that are willfully trying to inject a sense of not necessarily horror, but just you know something that that puts things in a bit of a darker atmosphere just to like recall those kinds of elements. It make, I get that. And even seeing, you know, seeing Eli Roth make the house of a clock in its walls or seeing, or seeing a pair, mm-hmm. you know, this up, <laughs> I, I don't really think it's trying to go for horror in any way, but you know, a Rob zombies monster seeing these like, you know, filmmakers that have certainly specialized in genre, um, aiming their, you know, scaling things in a certain way to like make more kid friendly productions. Like, I, I find that interesting and I find that to be a you know valuable. Was it uh, Joe Cordes who did attack, attack the block making a you know the King Arthur like the modern King Arthur movie, um, you know, things like that? It's like yeah, that's it's a neat to, you know way to kind of bring back a certain thing that seems to be missing because we don't get live action kids film or family friendly films these days that have that sense of edge to them all that often. Yeah, right. have to they have to please the adults first before they do the kids now. So. Crickets can breathe yeah, underwater. It's really in overdrive as I've got underwater here. It's it's just ridiculously. Yeah, this stuff is insane. <laughs> like I, from this point on, I just I don't like this. Is it's incredible. Like all the animation here, as far as the amount of work you need to be doing to like have all this constantly moving stuff taking place. I know what's that? What Clements and who are those guys? The like the Little Mermaid directors, Clements yeah, and Musker, M- Musker and. I yeah, know they, John, John Musker and Ron Clements. They looked a lot at this movie to figure out how to do Little Mermaid as far as the underwater sequences go. They use this as like a reference and they want to do a lot of research as far as just making that work. Finding Nemo <laughs> looks like this too, frankly. For sure. 
and this stuff. Do they go underwater in dinosaur? I forget. It's probably you know, <laughs> big part of it. Briefly, the egg does. Yeah, it, yeah, right. Right. Trying, I've I've only ever seen the trailer for Dinosaur, and then it's and then one of the dinosaurs spoke, and I'm like, no, thank you. You didn't want to see the love monkeys. Well, I do now, but are they in, are they in Dinosaur Two? They're in the first Dinosaur. Is there a Dinosaur Two? They made a sequel. Yeah, there's a sequel. Hmm. It's Is like that? Dinosaur: A New Age or something like that. Oh wow! I, I like little even even when uh, Chimney Cricket he put that rock in his pants and he said, "Ooh." Mm-hmm chili you know, yeah stuff yeah. like that you know it's like they... <laughs> yeah it's great and this is all stuff that doesn't even even move the story along like having a fish fly like yeah, swim through is, his shirt it this just, is just showing off <laughs> just, yeah mm-hmm. it really is let's create this world under the sea wait are you delighting your audience I like we don't even care that Jiminy's like breathing underwater for all this time. It's just like, yeah, it happens. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. Po- poking the hole in there and filling and not water. Wa- he doesn't want to go underwater anymore, and <laughs> it pops, but, and he's still underwater. He's still okay to breathe. Like it, <laughs> there's a second where you're like, oh no, he's not gonna uh, wait. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> The rocket's already got all the stuff on it. It's great. It's probably interesting tales of the sound design, too. Well, I'm sure. Especially back then, trying to you know mess with tape and all sorts of things. I like how literal seahorses are. They're like, yeah, there's a mane. You know, it's a horse. <laughs> My son's watching Lion King like crazy. And when, when they go into the jungle and they... Timon and Pumbaa show off all the bugs under the under the rock. It looks uh-huh. the color values look a lot like these color values where they're really trying to blow you away with supernatural colors on the different fish all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they stick to the, the characters like when they're in, they, like there's a lot of just bold primary yeah. stuff to them, and then like I someone had to someone had to draw an octopus. That's yeah. fun. Someone's like, I, I got the octopus, guys. Let me take it on that one. Lazy whale. <laughs> Sleeping at the bottom of your head. It's sitting there. <laughs> like, I guess, I mean, it's still, you know, this one's still supposed to be a whale compared to, like, it's just a straight up kaiju in the new, you know, the new one. But I, I mm-hmm. do like that it's still treated like a sea monster, basically. Yeah. Well, the new monster is like, like, it's it's like a Rathtar whale. Yeah, it's, it's a kaiju. You know, it's, you know, it came out of the rift. <laughs> Pacific Rift. It's one of those. So Geppetto is like, I need to find my boy. Where could he be? Maybe the water? Let me bring my fish and my cat with me to just, to, just to help. Let me go out into my boat. Oh no, there's a, giant mon- there's a giant monster that's swallowing me up. And here he is, even sadder than ever, sitting alone. Got a little blanket on him because he's cold, because he's underwater in a whale now. With air to breathe? <laughs> yeah, everybody knows it. Freshwater fish make it in a bowl of fresh water through the ocean. He, he, right. puts, he, puts, he puts saran wrap over it. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those situations. Figaro's just like, I am just not good enough for you, am I? Mm. That stupid piece of wood. So as I said, Disney Disney loved Figaro. He was a huge fan of the Figaro character. 
Uh, he was also very Shaking depressed. He was very depressed when this movie bombed. He was yeah. it, it very much saddened him. A lot um, of a lot, that happens to a lot of producers. I'd imagine, but yeah, and when you when you spend twice the amount of money on the pre from the previous film, that was a mm-hmm. huge hit, and then your new film comes out, it makes very little. Um, All so the wrong we... lessons learned from Snow White, done by Pinocchio. But. Um... <laughs> But uh, you know, these are all passion projects for Disney, also, right? Every you know, these these matter to him. They certainly did. The first five before the war, I think, are all masterworks. Then he comes back after the war, and clearly, he's thinking about Disneyland more. Oh, and his Fuhrer died. So, but you never get the level of well, these movies quite again. It's beautiful. Well, they, uh, yeah, his animators also had a strike against him, and he never recovered from that. Just being betrayed, or, or, or yeah, yeah, he betrayed. felt betrayed, and he never, he his heart wasn't in animation as much any after that. Got to be hard to command those troops, but they got well, these five done, and they're just amazing. He wanted to find you know new ways to get into you know with the parks and everything. That he's you know, like just the more innovations and more things that yeah extended beyond the just the realm itself, of the movies. Still work. I took my kids yeah. there a couple of weeks ago. It's still largely his vision. And it's still great. I mean. That's almost you know seventy five years ago. But well, he certainly like he still had interest in the stuff. Like Peter Pan was one yeah. that he wanted to do forever, and he, yeah, that yeah. said that said he wasn't he wasn't actually satisfied with the result. Uh, not to, you know it, it is what it is. It's you know it's a movie, and he's ha- I'm sure he's happy with it. But I, but it, he right. he famously like he really tried hard to get the story. Worked a long time to like you know with others and whatever to get that going, and then it actually comes out and is like eh, yeah I guess we did it. Like it just, its reaction is just not really really high on it. And then after he dies, it's very interesting to see. And that's got to be why George Lucas sold Star Wars to them, because after he dies, they really sincerely spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to get a Walt philosophy back with him not around, you know, and 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 they this. Sorry, but this stuff right here is incredible. Like just this way, like you have to draw this water splashing in these ways. This is amazing. And then like these shots right here, uh, like that's great. Well, that's just a painting. It is, but like but it's just, it's painting, still like just painting. seeing like the, it, it's used to great of, effect, though. That's thinking the about like, water, like water is still hard to do. <laughs> like in a lot of instances, and like you're watching it here with all the detail of it splashing around and dripping off the characters and whatnot. It's like, oh my goodness, this is yeah. hours upon hours upon hours of work. But like, at what point though, Geppetto is like, is that enough tuna? <laughs> <laughs> right. like, that is hey. a lot of fish. <laughs> hey, a toy maker has a big refrigerator. What do I gotta tell you? But it's it, this is why, like, I feel like if I ever go fishing, I'll never get even close to this. Yeah, we can't all be a Geppetto. That's my crit, Chris Pratt Mario impression. Although it's nothing else. Figaro, I Figaro, I Figaro. It's so weird that you guys are here, but thanks, I guess. <laughs> Cleo survived her incident with the smoke. I, I forgot, always forget that he still has like the donkey details going on as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't go away till the Figaro's <laughs> stumbling down. Yeah. Blue Fairy comes back, right? Yeah. She's like, God damn, Pinocchio. <laughs> Again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got that thing, like, remember when the original, uh, when the Beauty and the Beast, the 1940s French version mm-hmm. came out, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that Greta Garbo, who was Cocteau. Cocteau, yeah. Somebody, I believe Marlena Dietrich at the end said, I want my beast back. 
She wasn't happy with the way he looked when he turned into a prince. It's the same with this. When he turns into a real boy at the end, I kind of want old Pinocchio back. It doesn't feel like I don't want this weird thing that looks like a real well, boy. Because you've been to. used to it for like an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. So and then it just looks wrong. You're like, oh, I don't know, I like the way he walks around with his knobby knees and yeah. stuff. I'd agree. Oh, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. you know, you know, movies, you know, the 70s and earlier all just like once he gets to the climax, you're like, that's it. We're done. Credits. <laughs> like, we don't, there's no epilogues. Back well, in the day. And, like, and fortunately, the Disney parks, everything's status quo. So you don't get boy Pinocchio. You get wood Pinocchio. Yeah, that's right. That's good. This is where um, Geppetto's explaining uh, how whales work. So it's like, you have to get him like a Pinocchio, like some sort of fake identification from some skeezy guy that gives him a background so he can sign him up for things. And that's what Honest John's get alone and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, okay. That's more Gideon's clocks. department, really. He, he has the clocks. He's also Monster was like, pretty funny. Uh, he's He was sleeping on the bottom of the ocean. Now he's sleeping on the surface. But um, whales move, you know, he's got to breathe <laughs> to get fresh air. <laughs> and here we have Pinocchio burning his brothers, <laughs> yep. his cousins, burn his own kind. Uh, this would be like yeah, even, even that blanket has like a giant patch in it. <laughs> I'm breathing in my uncle right now. Even the blanket has a giant patch to show destitute poor Geppetto is, yeah. <laughs> Like just the like, I guess it's because it's so massive. That's what gets me. Like it's just such a big thing that they have to animate. Look at those lips and the smoke. It's exactly weird. right. Yeah. Like it's just so yeah. the like it's it's the scale. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is over. Was it? Um, t- like they believe there's like something like two million drawings total were made. Um, for in over the course of making this movie, three hundred thousand of them being used in the actual film. Oh really? Uh huh. Why did they not use 170,000 of them? <laughs> I said two, 2 million drawings versus 300,000 ended up in the film. Right, but why, why so many more than ended up in the film? Wait, what? Look <laughs> at the seagulls. They're like going into the mouth too. I'm sure some of them died. Lots of seagulls died in the making of this movie. Yeah. See, this is so much more compelling than fucking superpower Pinocchio with his fucking legs. (laughs) (laughs) He was pulling a dash from Incredibles. Yeah. Yeah, this stuff is like, when I was watching this... That's my favorite scene, guys. (laughs) When I was watching this on the Blu-ray and I hadn't seen it for a while... Like this was just like just stunning to be watching this chase sequence. It's mm-hmm. like, good God, how do you animate this? How do you be like this stuff where he's like they're tumbling across a whale in the midst of water? Yeah. Oh, and yet, boy. and yet, Cleo survives <laughs> with a mix of salt water in the in the bowl. Mm-hmm. It's uh, okay. it's reinforced glass. Um, yeah. What, what did like Robert Zemeckis feel like? We don't want people thinking that actual sperm whales are evil. <laughs> Is that what their thinking was? <laughs> well, I think it's, I mean, it's just like whales don't look like this, so there's no reason to make it a whale still. Just make it a sea monster, which makes sense. Uh, I mean, in the, in the story, I'm sure it's just described as monster with sea monster. That, I, yeah, or I think like, the original story didn't say it was a whale. 
It's it supposed, to be, like, it's supposed to be like a sperm whip, but also it's like 1883. It's not like they have a lot of details on whales at that point. Oh, <laughs> and they're probably copying off the of Jonah or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But they're just like sea beasts, you know, they're not like, you know, we, we don't have National Geographic documentaries in the 19th century to like fully tell us about what whales are. You know, Rod Howard made a movie a few years ago for him. In the Heart of the Sea. Check it out. Mm-hmm. It's about whaling. You probably didn't see it. You didn't, you didn't give me a chance to say, oh, yeah, the dilemma. She's uh, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> whale, baby. I think it's trucking. Right, Use your like... speed legs, Pinocchio. <laughs> oh, I thought I you didn't like... make it into the cave. You get this finishing move that's pretty great, where it just destroys the whale essentially. Great shot. It's so brief, but that like that full on shot of it coming out of it's like alien. Yeah. It really is. It is exactly like alien. So monster just got bashed up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, HR Giger was like, you know, Pinocchio and the whale. <laughs> when the whale it opens, but what if another whale mouth was in there? <laughs> Yodorowsky was like, oh my god, we gotta do this in Dune. So many the sandworms should have so many worms inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Pinocchio kill and it get the heart and then it eat it and say, oh, now I am Pinocchio. <laughs> Figaro made it just fine. Little kitten. You're still alive, Cricket? Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, that's, 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 that's a gift that I see a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Pinocchio yeah. death meme. <laughs> I think that rivals the white E.T. in the sewer or whatever. Yeah. yeah. His legs survived, though. I mean, he's, you know, he's made of wood, but he's, you know, made it out of there. Yeah, right, there's, you know, yeah no splinters. No splinters, yeah. yeah, exactly. All wood and then like jackass ears. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this movie was very well reviewed. In addition to you know existing and not not a huge financial hit, but it was a very well reviewed film, both when it came out and of course in the subsequent you know re releases or what have you. Um, a you know obviously critics or what have you. Uh, Maurice Sendak, author of uh, Where the Wild Things Are, huge fan. Like this more than the book. Loved it, loved everything that Pinocchio was doing as far as the kind of the the morals involved. Obviously the animation style, what have you, but the story itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan of of what disney was able to come up with here the wooden version definitely cuter though yeah this boy is weird (laughs) it's like a weird boy (laughs) he's got little skinny legs got a big old head go back to the puppet pinocchio Then he's got a potty train, the guy. I was about to say the same thing. What's between my Geppetto, what's between my legs? It was yeah, you it was did, just clean. I can finally you, eat food. You didn't put that there when you made me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did a Pinocchio. He has a favorite clock in this of all the clocks that he made. Uh, the, clocks? Drunk, the drunk one is always a good one. Like the drunk one. It was hiccuping. Mm-hmm. The spanking one, oh, and they're all—they're all at the end of the ride at, at Disneyland. I just—you don't spend yeah. enough time in there to see it. Yeah. 
Anything Stromboli's doing. I mean, he had a show before Pinocchio, so he's probably fine, right? Yeah. Is Stromboli even bad? I mean, what did he do? He took a wooden boy. The wooden boy's not real. <laughs> he didn't even do anything wrong. <laughs> he, he didn't know. He didn't know worse than the the teacher in the live action movie. I mean, he <laughs> eighteen carat. <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it's an expensive badge that she got him. <laughs> Just a little piece. Yeah. I, know, guess, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Just keep thinking small. <laughs> <laughs> It was like just a tiny little sliver of well, a plate. It's, it's it's got an engraving on it, so that's probably you know yeah. that's probably not easy. <laughs> well, this is a blue fairy; she could do whatever she wants. Um, yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> she she has like a slave area where she uses the kids. same pe- she uses the same people as the uh, as the coachman. <laughs> also, <laughs> these the mentors are carving. A yeah, they're, badge. they're carving conscious badges across the world. <laughs> Oh, beautiful movie! Did they carve that into Pinocchio's back? Is that what they're supposed to? <laughs> yeah, this that? is his tramp. The this end. Is his yeah. Tramp snap. Yeah, and when he, and now when he be, when he becomes a real boy, he it's like a Danny Trejo style tattoo that's always yeah. going to be with him. That's that's yeah. he takes his shirt yeah. off. There it is, yeah, with a big warning label. The uh, end. This receipt. End. Um, uh, yeah, it was a short movie, so obviously we're kind of done at this point, but we can still talk about things for a little bit here. Because uh, I am curious, where does Pinocchio rank for you guys? Like, where do you like piracy is not a victimless crime? Just Good to know. That. People know that. Where do you, where do you put put Brandon? Where do you put Pinocchio in like the scheme of like your Disney movies? Oh, I don't know. Um, I like it a lot. Um, I I don't know. Maybe I, possibly makes the top ten. I don't know. Um, I've never really thought of that. But there are ones Actually, I like more than it. But. I actually haven't ranked my Disney animation movies, but I do have to do like Walt era and yeah, for Walt era. It's definitely like up there. Like mm-hmm. I would say this Peter Pan and sleeping beauty are like the top three of the Walt ones for me. So, yeah. See, I got like snow white, uh, sleeping beauty, Alice in Wonderland, um, are probably above and Peter Pan possibly above. Pinocchio in the Walt era. I place it pretty high. Like I've I've made no I've said this in other areas before, but Fantasia is one of my favorite movies in general. I think Fantasia is amazing in all regards, and I I think it's my favorite of these. Especially of the Walt era, sure, of course, but like in just Disney animation in general, I think Fantasia is just a, a brilliant masterpiece. But, but Pinocchio, it's like you know revisiting it the the few years ago when it came out i was like this movie's great and i just think about the other ones and it's like i i see myself revisiting this more just feeling wowed by it like mm-hmm. i like see like slim beauty is very impressive as like an art piece <laughs> it's like every frame is every frame is worth off. putting on your wall <laughs> exactly yeah. uh that's not to say like the story's better i mean it's got a big dragon in it. of course it's cool but uh <laughs> like it's but like Pinocchio just has like Beyond just having this kind of endearing quality of just like, yeah, it's a little boy and he's all curious. It just these things that you're thinking of as far as 1940 and what they're pulling off of the animation, I think it's just so just spectacular. It's probably an overlooked one. Uh, it's probably it's appreciated, but like overlooked in how far the appreciation probably. Goes. I, I would agree as far as it's you know, underrated. It's a weird word to say because it's a, it's a classic, but like in terms of. You know, mentioning things like "When We Wish Upon a Star" and not thinking, you know, automatically Pinocchio, just thinking, "Yeah, that's the Disney song." Uh, like it's that kind a of thing that would. I, would... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would rank this. Story. 
top, uh, especially film historians and whatnot, as being the greatest animated film. This would have been my number for a long time, but I think the last 10 years, actually, it's like Bambi is the greatest animated Disney movie now, like a pinnacle of his work. But all the Disney era ones are very worthwhile, you know. But yeah, this is probably number two for me. Yeah, and the music in this movie are the score and the songs are just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Any other thoughts on Pinocchio as we kind of wrap up here with this commentary? Any 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 takeaways from this latest latest viewing of <laughs> the boy who cried wood? <laughs> uh not really. No, no. no I think it's still it's still great. It's still a great movie. All right, well, yeah, I think that, I'll tell you, I think there are some people who just would never think to sit down and watch um, an animated movie for kids as an adult unless they're watching with their own children. I remember my grandmother, 90 years old, we dragged her to see Beauties when it came out, and she didn't realize it was animated. And when the curtain fell, and, and we, when the movie started, I heard her sigh, oh, I've got to watch this animated picture. But for me, By again, as a film lover, watching this is as engaging watching it's just a Deadly delivery method of a story. Deadly and, yeah. 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 So the idea that this, I'm glad I'm not one of these people who can't enjoy something that's this beautifully crafted, even if it's, you know, mm-hmm. four kids. They say. For sure. No, I hear you. Well, with that all said, we, we've done it. We've talked, we've done our Pinocchio commentary track. Let's reach the end here. Um, so I will ask you guys, where can people find more of you online? Yancy, anything you want to plug here? Milky Way Blues. Keep an eye there. Something's going to happen soon. Uh, oh. Something's going to happen soon, Brandon. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Cool. I got plans. I got plans. Awesome. Like that, that John Carpenter video we saw today. It's yep. Like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I like it. Well, David, yeah, anything you'd like to uh, plug today? Uh, just on EndorExpress.net um, and on Instagram. Uh, same thing. Brandon Peters. Uh, BrandonPetersShow.com uh, Tim Burton Retrospectives coming soon as well as some other uh, episodes getting back in, in the swing of things I had a vacation and then caught COVID really bad so I'm behind on uh, getting things uh, done but Old Space Show is still going so and these commentaries have been filling out nicely uh, there as well and then of course WhySoBlue.com uh, it's the season where I'll be having probably plenty of uh, 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray reviews uh, going up. Woohoo. You can find everything I do over at my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. I write for Wise the Blue as well for Blu ray and Criterion reviews. I'm on Twitter, Aaron's PS4, League of Entertainment for my movie reviews. Uh, this podcast can be found anywhere you can find podcasts, of course, but be sure to go onto iTunes and give us a rating and review, which would be wonderful. We're on all the socials, you know, all this stuff as well. Um, Brandon, Yancey, David, thank you very much for joining me for this Pinocchio commentary track. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We shall be back in the month of October, our horror month, where, of course, we'll be having plenty of horror bonus specials as we normally do every year. But for our commentary track, for those that want to prepare, uh, we do plan to talk Nosferatu, 1922's Nosferatu in honor of its 100th anniversary. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. Um, and we, I, I believe uh, Brandon specifically said that he'll be dressing up as Nosferatu. So that's great. I look forward mm-hmm. to seeing that on Zoom. Um, <laughs> that is going to do it for this week's or this month's commentary track. Uh, so thank you, the listeners, for listening. And thank you, three, once again for joining me. And But until next time, so long and goodbye. Thank you for listening. 
The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.